Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere, and even earn money. We like that. All in one place for totally free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your cellular telephone or your computer, so no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else, those other places that podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify, and when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&As and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions, and best of all, it's totally free zero catch we've been using it ever since we started how long gone and ever since i discovered spotify for podcasters i feel like having the option of turning off the q a's and the polls on the user dashboard <laughs> has really helped uh, boost my creativity and take it to another level i highly recommend giving it a try download the spotify for podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started Okay, TJ, how are you, bro? Oh, TJ, good. Well, actually, TJ, not good at all. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm definitely road hard and hung up wet after. And you're saying, hold on, just to, just to be clear, that's different than usual for you. Oh, it is. It is. I mean, I'm usually, I'm usually pretty well rested, and I usually go to bed at a decent time. You know, I, I wake up early at like five thirty or six, but I also went to bed at like ten, so I, I get like my mm-hmm. seven hours, and that's good. But yesterday, I mean, all week long, I w- I've been in New York, and I've been you know technically there on holiday. I was working a lot and hanging out with people, walking around, and how long gone? How long gone? Industries, you know, we don't take days off. We don't take days off, much to the chagrin of my life partner and the chagrin of my brain and body but must be it must be tough loser <laughs> some of us are some of us are built for this fucking shit you know what i mean i'm just dragging your big ass along with i me. know i am not i'm built same <laughs> <laughs> you and other people are built different no no i mean i i am a hard worker now and it's all good but you know it's when when we podcast this much all the time no, there really is no you you you're not when you're on vacation you know i'm i'm still working even if i'm not doing anything else but the podcast i'm still working you know 30 hours a week something like that and 40 hours is a full-time job right and that's not counting our side ventures uh you know in f&b and uh luxury clothing we have an explore exploding contemporary brand gone by how long gone we also obviously have the mud uh mm-hmm. coffee empire and the podcast and not to mention the other i mean you know it's it's a busy time but i i, I hate to to bring it up but you had a you had some uh, trouble in the friendly skies yesterday. Why do you hate to bring it up, Chris? I don't feel like I got a lot of pain in your voice when you said that. It seemed like you were okay well, with bringing it up. I, I mean, I was obviously being <laughs> facetious, um, but I am. I know. Look, I've been in those situations many times, and it is absolutely torched. Yeah, and you have to just kind of take a deep breath and and just find the humor. If something could go wrong on a plane. I have been a part of that. Like, I mean, you, yeah. you obviously have been on a zillion planes, so you've experienced it as well. But, 
you know, not as much with like the late nights and the hangovers probably. I mean, you, you had some True. of that, but you know, I had a lot more not to show off, but those are just the facts. Yeah. I've, you know, I've found a couple baggies in my fifth pocket. You know what I mean? <laughs> on a, on a, mo- on a morning flight back to the big apple. Mm-hmm. But yeah, who's to say, who's to Spend say a little quality time in the, in the washroom. You know what I mean, brother? In, in the lavatory, lavatories are located at the front and the rear of the plane. Yeah. And, uh, and luckily you have no with problem that. with the rules and restrictions of no vaping on the plane, but there is nothing that says no key bumps on the plane. No, key, no key. I've only done a bump on an airplane one time. Mm-hmm. And it was on the way to Jamaica because we I, call that tur- turbulence. By the way, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a little turbulence. It's, it's going to be a bumpy ride, is what you said. I've told you that story about the frat boys that I was like, are these guys snorting something? Because I had gone to the bathroom to do coke, and like, wait a second, and these guys were snorting zannies off the tray table. And you're like, damn, I thought I was cool. I was like, I'm literally a pussy compared to these frat boys who are drunk and trying to get the stewardesses to come party with them. <laughs> Uh, um, yes, but so anyway, I went. I mean, there was a lot of problems. First of all, I since we were working yesterday, I booked a later flight, so I was leaving JFK at seven p.m., um, which means you have to take a car a rush hour during you know New York rush hour traffic, like six six p.m., five p.m., whatever. That's a light. That's a light hour, probably. Oh. <laughs> Nothing light about that hour. It was. It you could say it was a light two hours, but. I you know I, and I had to do a thing where I dropped the key off in Brooklyn on the way there, so you have to like go to some oh some like street corner, Hell. and I gave a key to my girlfriend's assistant, and then take the you know so it's like a, it's a two hour you know like I left my flight was at seven seven p.m. and I left the left the house at like four four thirty or something like that. So were you zo- were you zooted? I was not zooted at all. I was not zooted. Had you had I was maybe, had off had of maybe the a fine, cold beer? Uh, I was zooted off of iced coffee from Abrazo. Yeah, bro. I was, look, Jason posted a pic of the double of the double straw from Abrazo. Heads know. Mm-hmm. Heads know what that means. And I was honestly, I, that that put me over the edge. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was staying at friend of the show's uh, friend of the show, Andy Nauman, his crib, and he lives. Right down the street from, um, there's a spot called Dallas Barbecue. It's a foodie foodie destination, and I was a I was spot telling, called <laughs> Dallas. Don't act like Dallas Barbecue is a, is a is a speakeasy. Okay, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a tough table. It's a tough table. Obviously, I couldn't get in. Um, but I, like, it's a disgusting shithole that <laughs> I smell it on my run. It's worse than taking in cigarette smoke on mile six. I, <laughs> And and my girlfriend didn't know about it, even though she lived in New York in her twenties, like doing ecstasy before you go to work level of partying. Like, and she was like, "What the fuck is this place?" And I was like, "Oh, this is a barbecue. This is a this is an establishment parading as a barbecue restaurant. It's an alcohol distribution center it's, parading. Yeah, I mean, it is a, it is a papas and beer. It is a you know like there's just a picture on the wall of like here are all the different drinks that you can get." a Corona bottle upside down floating inside of it. <laughs> yeah, like every yeah, drink yeah. is served in a which fish drink bowl. do you want? <laughs> it's served in a yeah, small fish bowl. And then it's like, wit, you know, do you want a Pacifico uh, uh, overturned in it? Do you want a Corona? Like how many shots of Don Julio? Anyway. Um, so I get in the car and I go over there and by the time I finished all of my rounds. Because TJ's been tapping in with the streets. Motherfuckers telling me I saw TJ here, I saw TJ there. Your your big ass was fucking lollygagging all over. I sure was. I sure was. But the fare from Manhattan to LAX, I mean to JFK, which is, you know, 11, 
to 14 miles. Oh, he's about to get in his cheap TJ bag. Go ahead. What was the ticket? No, no, no. I am cheap. Yes, but <laughs> what was this the ticket? Is asinine. What was the ticket, bitch? $169. Oh, that's light work, baby. That's light work. We all been there. Did your Apple card get declined? Is that what happened? <laughs> no, I had enough. I had enough in savings that I could transfer. But I mean, but look, let me put it to you, sir. This hold way. on, hold on. Let me open. Let me open the Wells Fargo app before you do that. Hold on. I one have second, to move sir. some li- li- liquidity <laughs> around before we go ahead. And I'm a, I'm a real estate guy. I'm not like a liquid guy. So if you could just give me one second, sir. Do you accept okay, holdings? So yeah, yeah. So okay. So <laughs> so the drive from the house to the airport and then the drive back home from LAX to my house. It was a total of about you know two hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, man. You can buy you know if you if you go in advance and you get a good deal, you can get a you know LAX to JFK round trip flight for you know three hundred three hundred thirty bucks. You know. Yeah, maybe if you're in somebody's suitcase on JetBlue, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, come on. No, bro. no, I've, I've taken many many flights where you're like, oh, like the the LA the LA to JFK flight is you know it's like three hundred and twenty three dollars or something like that. Yeah, no, no, you're so, right. You there know, was a time. So basically, yeah. shout out to my shout out to all my AirTran travelers. They you had my heads no. Anyway, I'm sorry. So for more, you know, by the time it's all said and done. You know, it's about the same cost of literally getting in the back of a Kia Sorento and driving, you know, eleven miles. Yeah, because we know, we know, we know. Light wallet TJ ain't even taking the. the no, Uber no, no, black. no. no. I the- was blacking. I was blacking in New York the whole time. You'll, you'll be proud that a I did not go in a train and I did Let's not go, baby. Go to Brooklyn. This podcast has made your life better. That's the damn mm-hmm. truth. That's amazing to hear. Congratulations. Thank you. But I mean, it, the the system is is fundamentally broken. Yes, yes, the system is broken. Like I have driven from LA to Palm Springs and it costs less than that. Yeah, oh for sure. And that's 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 over 100 miles. Bro, I Ubered, Yayo and I Ubered from Philadelphia to New York at 1 in the morning and it was 350. Right, right. right. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? You crossed multiple state lines. Yeah, yeah. I stopped at Wawa and had to buy the driver a sandwich (laughs) to get him to do it. That's how, that's how, that's how crazy it was. Um, yeah. So that part is bad. But then when I was on, I finally get to the airport and, and, you know, I get on the plane and I'm all good and everything is going well. I ran into Shake Shack. (laughs) I did not hit Shake Shack. Don't worry. I did not buy any food at the airport. Another thing you'll be proud of, but. I ran into a guy. There's a guy wearing a gone hat. Damn. In the in the JFK terminal, and I walk up to him and I'm, and I'm staring him down, and I'm like, "What up, bro?" And he's looking at me like, "Why is this guy coming over to me?" Why? Is, and like, he didn't. It all happened so fast. He didn't. He didn't recognize me. He didn't put together. He's like, he who is this goofy tar- trying to talk to me? And I was like, "Nice hat, bro." And he's like, "Oh, ugh, you know." And then we we had a nice talk, and he was a cool guy, and love that. That, that was funny. And then a, a friend of mine, a DJ named Kingdom, was also on my flight. So there's a lot of good. Oh hell yeah, I love. You know, I'm a big I'm a big Kingdom fan. Kingdom actually, is, is great, and he he's he That's actually I talked to him. DJ. He said he went to school, and he's old friends with with Lily um, Marlotta, who was on the show. Damn, with, really? Uh, the Celebrity Book Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, small world. I love that. The High Long Gone Universe is a spider web, a twisted one. That's amazing. I get um I get an, a great exit row seat upgrade. My long bird legs are outstretched. I have you know <laughs> I got my headphones on. I have my how long on performance Nalgene that was filled up full of filter filled of filter with with Dr Pepper or water. <laughs> full of, okay, full so you of did water. go with water this time. Full of okay, water. Good. 
I'm watching the Downton Abbey film. Um, Jesus. Uh, you know, just cleaning up some loose ends. I'm, I'm taking my second brain dead edible. Shout out to my man, Ed. And edible number two, I was doing a stack. Edible number two is kicking in as an announcement comes over the speakers <laughs> saying, is anybody on the plane, a doctor, a nurse, whatever? Uh-oh. And I was like, okay. I mean, that, that's happened to me, I don't know, 30 times yeah, when I, I've been on, you know, on planes. And you're like, oh, I hope something's okay. And then, you know, it just kind of fades away and it goes away. And then five minutes later, the same message, a little more urgency in the voice. And then... Yo, yo, yo. Somebody's dying. Really, though. What's dead good? Ass, is anybody a doctor? And I was sitting next to this girl. Fuck. We gotta... I, I gotta I gotta save more for when we're talking. Because there's. I have a lot more to cover. And we don't have time. But we can... Uh, we <laughs> a can, cliffhanger? We can in, uh, how long? Gone? We'll indulge our guests with the rest of the story as, as we get going. But before we get on and finish that, I, I was on the exit row. Legs akimbo. You know, dick and balls out. I'm man spreading all in row 41B, and there's nobody sitting next Damn, to me. Damn, I can't even count that high. That's so far back. But go ahead. Go ahead. There's nobody sitting next to me in an exit row seat. And I'm, I got all my shit. And I'm like, this is going to be fantastico. It's a late night flight. I'm going to arrive at, I don't know, 9 30, 10 p.m. Maybe I'll fall asleep, whatever. And then a woman is eyeballing me, and she's like looking at me, and she's smiling at me. She's a few rows in front of me. Oh, is she trying to join the Mile High Club with Big Bird? You know, I thought she was eyeing me, but she was in fact eyeing the seat, the empty exit row seat next to me, like a rotisserie chicken from from Vaughn. When they don't want the dick, they just want the leg they room. Want the leg room. Damn. And then they close up the doors, and I go to the the, the flight attendant, and I'm like, oh, is this? are you done is boarding complete and he's like yeah boarding's complete i'm like oh fuck i got nobody sitting next to me this is gonna be this is a dream i felt like i was in delta That's one a motion picture and then this fucking yeah, heifer you're, you're not, comes over i'm glad you felt like that this heifer comes over and she plops plops down right next to me but it's fine I don't, i'm not worried about it. i'm like you know still just happy to be here i'm still grateful I'm, I'm not gonna let this get me down and We've been talking a lot about eating on the plane. Uh-oh. This stinky bitch pulled out. <laughs> I, I shit you not. And I took a photo of it. It is a what? it is a plastic bag that is steaming with condensation. It's hot, it's a hot bag. Oh. There's a hot plastic I'm, bag. I'm and I'm nauseous. Inside of this bag is a prepackaged it's like a microwave TV dinner. It is a Yankee style pot roast beef dinner. It is a hot, oh, steamy shit, bro. Yankee oh, pot roast. It, it, it's like no, bro. It, it's, it's like a hockey puck full of some beef and in some Jesus. gravy. And there's like a L- little. Let me side. just let me say this. <laughs> let me say this, Jason. This is why you got to pony up for Delta One. This is exactly why this doesn't <laughs> I know, happen. I know. No one eats. Well, I'm or they not, bring I, air Chris, the story is just beginning. Well, we're, we have to save. This is a cliffhanger uh, then for for next week. But okay. <laughs> but we do we do have a no no no. It's a cliffhanger for when our guest comes on. Don't worry. Okay, we'll finish the story. Uh, we do have a guest today, uh, Claire Mazur. Uh, you might know her uh, as the um, co creator of, of a kind. Um, she's also the co creator and co host of a thing or two, a great podcast and newsletter that you you might have heard of or might subscribe to. 
and we've been friends for for quite a long time mm. and she's also a big a big runner um you know that's my favorite oh, yeah. quality in a, in a person mm-hmm. is what kind of exercise they do and how much money they make of course <laughs> so she's also rich i hope um so we'll find out uh, just how we'll, rich she is yeah we're gonna find out claire hey I, we need to know how rich you are and also what's your what's your mile time if you don't mind us if you don't mind us asking <laughs> um she did sell her company to Bed Bath and Beyond, though, which is pretty okay. lit. Run into the bank as well. Yeah, she runs to the bank. She's a new mom, and she runs to the bank. That's a lot going okay, on. Okay, great. Well, let's uh, let's tap tap tap. How long gone is brought to you by our dear friends at BetterHelp, Jason. BetterHelp, you know, the summer travel season is coming up. Luckily, my BetterHelp therapist also fancies themselves a bit of a travel agent, so. For maybe the first half of our sweet sessions, we were spent off, obviously off clock, going through you know hotels, ferries, <laughs> car rentals, restaurant recommendations. It's as if I have two wives. I have two wives inside of me, and uh, yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, so uh, it, it is a fun way to find and connect different therapists. You get one that you really like. You guys are gossiping. You guys are chit-chatting. You guys are talking about your personal interests. Next thing you know, it's time to actually do the work. So it feels good building those uh, mental health relationships with people you actually like. And on BetterHelp, there are so many different therapists to choose from. I don't like anyone. If you're thinking of starting (laughs) therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash how long today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash how long. Nice. How Long Gone is brought to you by Nutrafol. As you know, you know, hair thinning is quite complicated. Like your skin, hair is a reflection of your health. Uh-oh. And internal factors can impact the way your hair looks, feels, and most importantly, grows. Nutrafol's whole body approach multi-targets underlying root causes like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly thicker, stronger hair. Go ahead, give it a tug. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth suppy with over 1 million people seeking thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with considerably less shedding. Thank God. Take the first step <laughs> to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code HOWLONG, all one word. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists and professional stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L. I got Raf on the nut <laughs> dot com promo code how long that's neutral dot com promo code how long hey there overwhelmed foodies are you drowning in a sea of meal kit options feeling like you're in a bad dating game where every contestant looks the same fear not because amidst the chaos there's one shining star worth your culinary affection home chef is not just another fish in the meal kit sea. They're the gourmet catch that you've been dreaming of. Say goodbye to swiping left on lackluster meals and swipe right for the one brand that will make your taste buds swoon. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions 
Speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes. Oven ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients. I like to chop myself. Or quick microwave meals that are assembled in minutes. Home Chef has you and your entire family covered for delicious meals, witty options per week, and serves a variety of dietary needs so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. I'm keto now. Not only is it convenient, but it is also economical. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. Mamma mia. For a limited time, Home Chef is offering my listeners, our listeners, 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert faux life at homechef.com slash how long. That's homechef.com slash how long for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash how long must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Claire, we're talking about deep fried shrimp heads mm-hmm. off rip from, from servos. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we talked about this in the last episode because mm-hmm. Jason, I had never seen that dish before. And years ago, Jason ordered it at a restaurant and I was like, this is a twisted dish. He was complaining at Servos they don't have a sauce. So you're just hitting these heads raw. Mm-hmm. They're very salted and you have to put the lemon juice on them. Yeah, but I mean, I, I need a sauce. <laughs> I need. I agree. Listen, nobody likes sauce more than me. Uh-huh. I get it. Like a buttery paprika aioli with deep fried shrimp heads is what you want. Well, what I did was I asked the server for a side of aioli and he wow. he, he obliged. And that was the saving grace. But, you know, it was a, the shrimp head was okay. I like your style. I would absolutely do that. But I thought it was fine without it. Okay. I'm not as much of a sauce guy. I'm actually, I'm on the, I'm an anti-mayo, a vocal anti-mayo. Wow. Okay. Um, one of those. It's just, it, it just feels like lard to me. Mm-hmm. Lard is good. Before you joined us, Claire, Jason was, Jason flew back from New York and he had a tough time. Wait, Jason, are you going to be secret the whole time? Yes. Yeah, he, his, yeah, he's hung over. His shirt's off. <laughs> it, I don't know if you podcast. Claire, I don't know if you podcast with your shirt off, but we tend to do that pretty often over I've here. I've never tried it. At some <laughs> point, I will. Honestly, it's it's. I'm a big podcast from bed guy, but I'm house sitting right now, so that feels inappropriate. Yeah. Um, but but uh, so anyway, Jason was regaling me okay, with the so, story. Yeah, about- so I was sitting. So basically, I'll catch you up quickly with the Cliff's notes. I was, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. please, you know, humor us, if you don't mind. We mm-hmm. were. Absolutely. I was flying back last night from from new york as you know i was there belly full of shrimp and there was a i had an exit row all to myself and then after the plane took off there's a girl a few seats free rows in front of me who then switched and then plopped down right next to me which is fine Mm -hmm. i'll allow it but then she began uh she began eating a meal on the plane Mm. that is not airplane approved it's not a tsa approved meal yeah we have an ongoing discourse on this show about how disgusted i am by people that eat on planes wow um, okay and it's it's and the smell just i just really am, am um very sensitive to scent but but i love i love eating on a plane it, the it's a great uh, time killer um uh, because that's the number <laughs> one thing that i try to do on an airplane is kill time mm-hmm. but um sure. so you know but obviously there's rules and regulations things that you should and shouldn't be eating on a plane just out of respect you know hot stinky meals things of that nature you know you want to eat a cold sandwich and some chips we'll do that all day no problemo mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but anyway this uh uh this person pulled out a tv dinner that was a yankee style pot roast <laughs> beef dinner wow. wrapped in plastic wow. and still sweaty from the microwave i don't know how she heated it up but Bold. so then she kind of systematically ate that the entire time 
after about an hour, she ate an entire French dip sandwich with French fries. <laughs> and what, then dude? she had a ketchup packet out and then she she dressed each individual cold french fry with a dab of ketchup no and she stretched it out all the way to denver <laughs> that dude that is wow it's like performance art yeah yeah i was about to say that's that's above that's above and beyond because i have a story i've told the story before about a kid pulling out a ziploc bag full of cooked bacon <laughs> uh, that blew that blew me the fuck away and if you fly Incredible. from new york to LA, if you fly from new york to any any uh, other Jewish enclave, you will encounter the full <laughs> bagel s- locks. I've done schmear, it. I've onions. done it. You've done it. Here's why: because it's it is it Laguardia that the, it used to be the only good eating option was that they had Grand Central Oyster Bar, and you could get oh. a bagel with locks and cream cheese, like decent locks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I have brought it on before, and now Laguardia is done up. All beautifully. There's a ju- there's a juice press. There is a juice. There's press, a juice press. They also have an H and H bagels with like a decent offering. Really? Yeah, only at Laguardia. And they have decent locks. I the, the new Laguardia. I'm impressed to be honest. There's like orchids in the bathroom. It's outrageous. What? It's really yeah. That's nice. It's really that's, lux. that's nice. It's really nice. And un- unnecessary. I'll, I'll wrap the story up and we can get into <laughs> talking to you. But over when I'm loving this over over um, over Denver, there was there was an announcement that came over the PA saying, you know, asking, is anybody a doctor or a nurse? <laughs> and <laughs> which we've all been on an airplane where you hear that. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've heard it a thousand times and it's just it happens. And then it, they kept asking again over and over again with like an increased uh, frequency of kind of urgency in the tone of the voice. And then. The heifer sitting next to me was like, I'm a veterinarian, actually, but... Oh, no. And I I technically could probably assist this medical emergency, but... Or the second that I say that you know offer my services, I, I, will, I will lose my veterinarian license. So she, like, legally could not let oh, I somebody know, know that. that. So she just said this to you in confidence. She just said this to me, just saying, like, you know, I, I wish I could help... You know, it's a bummer I that see. I can't do okay. shit about this, but like I will, mm-hmm. you know, I will lose. It's like part of the, you know, the bro code of being a veterinarian, okay. I guess. <laughs> I didn't know. I, I assumed that in emergency, all bets are off, but I guess yeah. that's not. I, I, I'm, I think she was probably like, she had some. Thanks a lot, Biden. She, yeah, exactly. She had, she had probably you know, a bag full of Biscoff or something that she had to finish and she didn't want to get her hands dirty with death. On the, I kind of have plane, a whole you know? cookie thing going right now and I'd like to kind of keep that going. But uh, but if, if, but literally a half an hour later, they made an announcement saying we are going to land this plane in Denver. Whoa! And we all had to take it. And mind you, this is at eleven p.m. So we had to land in windy, turbulent Denver. Mm. And then the person gets off the plane. There, like as soon as we land, all these EMT people with wheelchairs come out. And everyone's freaking out, like, "Oh my god, what's going on? What's going?" On? And you think it's going to be like an old person had a heart attack or whatever. And it is a teenage girl who is on a wheelchair, completely coherent and conscious, <laughs> crying and apologizing to everybody. I mean, I don't know what was wrong with her. Hopefully, she's, Do you she's think- fine. But I was like, this is why we had to stop. <laughs> like, this is not a life or death thing. No, my guess is she, I think she OD'd on edibles. I, I think <laughs> she, she literally, I think she, yeah, I think she had a panic attack. I no, really do. I think so too. But when you have a panic attack on a Delta flight, 
we're not stopping, bro. Like here, like, we're not stopping. Here's some extra fever tree seltzer. I'll put a cold compress <laughs> on your fucking forehead and all the biscoff. And you, you gotta can take deep breaths. Down. I will put yeah SpongeBob on the TV. Whatever you need to calm down. But we are not. We are not going to turn this plane around. We're not. We're not landing this. We're not landing this plane. I I agree with that. I mean. But yeah, I got, sorry, I got home. Jason. I basically got home at two a.m. and woke up at six a.m. So that's why uh, my Zoom camera is not turned on. Okay, yeah. that's fine. Yeah, he look, I understand. You don't want to. You don't want to see him like this. I mean, do you? You saw me at the wonderful Chervos, right? I was showered and all that stuff. You looked great then, and that's how I will always remember you, regardless of what I what I yeah, see in the future. Nice. Yeah. Thank you, Claire. Remember Thank him you. like, re- yeah. Remember him like this. Yeah. But now that Claire, now that you're a mother. Mm-hmm. I am. You have to bring snacks everywhere, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I do, but I did before because I'm one of those people who at the drop of a dime, all of a sudden I'm fine, I'm fine, and then I'm hungry, and then I cannot think. I become incredibly mean, and it's like I immediately need to get food. I get hangry. Yeah. Like my blood sugar drops, and it's all over for me. That's so interesting because I'm the opposite of that. And you're like, I need a kale chip or else I'm going to fucking scream (laughs) at somebody. Do not talk to me before I've had my fucking kale chips. I don't know. It's almonds for me. I'll like, you know how you'll put on a winter coat that you haven't worn in six months and you find like a $20 bill in the pocket. I always just find loose almonds that I just, (laughs) I don't like where the store is going. (laughs) This sounds like it. You sound like you're in the pockets of big almonds. This sounds like it. This sounds like (laughs) that blue diamond spawn con. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Blue diamond. The thing about those blue diamond almonds is Mm -hmm. you can leave them in a coat pocket for six months, let winter come and go, and they're still delightfully crisp and nutritious. Not, I mean, that happened to me one time where I found a baby bell cheese in my pocket. Different story. (laughs) That's one that you're going to want to try to avoid. That's why the almond is the superior uh, pocket snack. I don't care how waxy that seal that red seal is yeah, yeah it's not gonna be unfortunately though i once i had a sprouted almond i could never go back to the cheap stuff um which is kind of a metaphor a for my sprouted almonds almond. are so much better but they are so expensive it's a joke how expensive they are claire it's like what? it's like laughable and claire you know almonds are already pretty expensive they are very expensive and they consume a ton of water too um, all right to, all right to harvest. All so right. it's look, not a great we don't do that kind of podcast claire i know yeah, we, we're not that kind of co- <laughs> you guys are like, squarely know, body positivity mental health advocacy we've covered those two things so far already <laughs> that's, this that's episode. Exactly, we're not yeah, getting into exactly. the eco-conscious shit that's Fuck outside no. of your lane yeah we're not talking about yeah. the the social economic pathways of mm-hmm. of big almond <laughs> I mean, fuck that. My my car my carbon footprint is just something we couldn't we can't publicly discuss no, at this stage. Absolutely Look not. Like Kevin Durant footprint. Jason, Jason, what is what exactly is a sprouted almond? Because I actually don't know. I just know it tastes better and it costs more. I think what they do is they take the they take the almond and then maybe they like put it in some type of water or like a, a solution to where it begins to like germinate or like sprout yet again. And then I think at that point they might. They might roast it, and it and it creates like a different mouthfeel texture. It kind of gets a little feels it's a, a different little, flavor. Feels a little I would hollow. Say. Yeah, and then yeah, the flavor is improved. It's just brightened up. It's just a it's the mouthfeel wow. improves. It's just a more enjoyable almond to to crunch down on. I'm like ashamed that I haven't had one. I consider myself a snack expert. Um, is this yeah. an Erewhon mm. special? 
You can get them no, at farmers markets. You can get them okay. at Whole Foods. You can get it at Whole Foods. You okay. might be able to get it at nuts. One of my favorite websites, nuts.com. Nuts. Love nuts.com. <laughs> Lo- I honestly, I, I. You got any merch? Uh, I don't have any merch. It's honestly a genius name. It and is. It's a great service. They really have everything. It's a great service. I love nuts.com. It's wonderful. It's a great service. I agree. I would rush out to your local, you know, Brooklyn Heights Whole Foods. Okay. You know, I'm sure, I'm sure they have sprouted almonds. Oh, yeah. I'm not a big Whole Foods person, but I'll, I think I'll find, I'll find what? sprouted almonds. Where do you fucking shop then? The co- <laughs> well, there's not really a Whole Foods by me, and I, I feel like I've got my, I've got my Lincoln Market and my Food Garden Market FGM affectionately known as and then we have hearts nearby so between those three i'm like what are you talking i don't even know what part of brooklyn you're talking about how deep into guanis are you i'm in bedsty you're in bedsty you park the vault do you park the volvo <laughs> suv on the street or do you guys keep that in a garage out there i don't know how it works you know i we have a car but we park it <laughs> we park it in between a garage and on the street, whatever's convenient. So the Subaru does stay covered sometimes. Part of we are year. honestly like the only non-Subaru on the block. I'll give you that. Thank God. We have a very old car that is sputtering along, and when that. But you seem to me like a person who would have a very chic car. Actually, I it would is expect a chic you'd have a, sh- a chic, like oldish, but not too old. It's a 2000 Mercedes. It was my grandmother's, oh. so I came oh, yeah, into that's it exactly. Yeah, that's a plus plus car. Drop that's the, exactly. Drop the VIN number, shorty. <laughs> <laughs> that's like really that's the perfect car to go to the grocery store in because i imagine you don't use it that often I, I would guess no not that often but also when you have a kid and you have a pandemic you do drive a lot for that one mm-hmm. year that you have a toddler and a pandemic combined yeah luckily we're over unfortunately and i'm sure in bedsty masks are still on because <laughs> you know that's that seems like one of those neighborhoods you know what i'm saying they the masks are still on in the supermarket but nobody's wearing them on the street well, yesterday I did, I did, I talked about this earlier, but I did walk into Whole Foods mask free in West Hollywood. How'd it feel? Oh my God. I felt liberated. It honestly, it felt like I was leaving the womb. Um, and did you get looks? You know what? No. Cause there was, I, I would, I said this, I think half the people were wearing them half work. Yeah. Um, he did get COVID though. He did get the COVID. I did get COVID. <laughs> I did catch COVID. So I've, I've now met three people that have gotten COVID post vaccination, which is, don't tell Wild. me that. I don't want to know. And none of them were Johnson and Johnson. Thank the Lord. <laughs> no, I mean these are people. These are people that look. These are people that are probably you know pushing the line a little bit. You know th- these aren't the. In what way though? How do you push the line? Like go to like like you know going to cocaine parties. Okay. Is that what you want to okay. hear, Claire? They're going to. They're doing <laughs> cocaine parties. Okay, that's what you mean. Yeah, I think they're. I, I don't know exactly, but it is. It is concerning. Because I think the idea is now that like, oh, you can still get it. You just won't die is kind of what. That's true. Which I guess that's fine. (laughs) It's not, though, because then you read about all the lingering symptoms that all these people had that even though they were asymptomatic or had really mild cases. Yeah. You're this. Yeah. You telling me this is going to uh, seriously impact my behavior for the next couple months, I think. No, 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 no. Please don't let me. I want you to. I mean, as a mother, you shouldn't be doing cocaine that much anyway. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but, you no, no, watch but, but but she's she has a great point, Chris. I know many other podcasters who still like <laughs> don't have a sense of taste. You know what I mean? Many other they're, podcasters. Or, or just like, <laughs> it, well, it's a, it's a tight knit supportive community. Yeah, you yeah, yeah, no, totally. But yeah, there's still people who like who had COVID months ago who are like, yep, can't taste yeah. it. Yeah, I don't want it. I'm not I'm not cool with like just getting it and not dying it. I don't want it at all. You know what, Claire? That makes two of us. I don't really want it either, but I pushed it. I pushed I like it. a gal who knows what she wants and isn't afraid to ask the universe for it. 
<laughs> yeah, I, you know, I don't want to die. That's the, <laughs> you know, it's crazy. Call call me crazy. I just don't want to die. Not today, anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not today. Yeah, I've got at least yeah. twenty more good years. That's in right. Me. Twenty more. Oh, no. Do you self-identify as a podcaster or <laughs> are? Because because we have a tough time with this because I think it's embarrassing, but unfortunately it is part of my uh, genetic makeup as well as professional career. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've never said I'm a podcaster until right when Hell I yeah. said it right then. Hell yeah! But I say I have a podcast. Yeah, yeah, I do a podcast. I have a podcast, but it's one of a lot of things I do. So I don't. It's not central to my identity. It's not core to my identity. So would you? You would go first with female founder. Absolutely. And then- <laughs> Hell, come I on, actually, girl boss, founder? girl boss is what I start. Oh, with. I'm sorry. Capital I'm sorry. G. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm friends with a lot of um, female founders. It's kind mm-hmm. of my thing. Yeah. So I, I, I do understand the the mental makeup and psyche of the female founder. Oh, you've please, definitely Chris, got my please, number. Then uh, please yeah. explain that in depth. Speak <laughs> on that, my brother. What are some of those common I, I, traits that all of your girl boss chicas uh, all contain? They're really fun to be around. Always. And they're they're extremely driven to the point of, I would say, bordering on psychosis. Yeah. In the in the best way. I think you have to be like that yeah. to start something from scratch that that turns into like a full on like business with employees and the and the whole thing. I think that's Yeah, true. I'm not cut out for it, unfortunately. I'm more of a one man show and I just drag TJ with me. Who rescued who, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But I'm yeah. not like that anymore. I was when I was like twenty six or twenty seven and I did it and now I'm like I can never do it again and I it feels so liberated not having to manage people. So of a kind, it, you mm-hmm. can explain to people what yeah. it was, but what was the what was the timeline on it? Because I feel like you started it and you sold it and and I like that style. <laughs> get in, get out. Yeah. We started so of a kind, it was a website we sold pieces from emerging designers like fashion, home, beauty and told the backstory of all the designers whose pieces we sold. So it was very much content commerce early to that space and we started it in 2010. We sold it in 2015 and then shut it down in 2019, end of 2019. Got out right before the pandemic. But did you, oh, I didn't realize you did it that long. So you sold it and then you, was it the kind of deal where you still run it? Exactly. After you sell it? Exactly. Five years before sale? That's pretty good. A I, soft acquisition. <laughs> a soft acquisition. It was, I, I feel great about Acquire it. Acquire me, Papa. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. It was good. I'm not ready to do it again anytime soon. I think some people are addicted to it and just oh, do yeah. it over and over. Especially these like tech bros. They just do this shit over and over and over and yeah. over. Well, they also do it over again. They drive companies into the ground and then the VCs are like, cool, what's your next thing? I'll fund it sight unseen. Like mm. there's tons of that happening too. And I, for better or worse was not running a company that VCs were dying to invest in, which I like in the long, in the you know grand scheme of things, I'm glad and relieved that that wasn't the case. But I think that's part of what happened. Unfortunately, you know, VCs are obviously sniffing around the how long gone empire that <laughs> mm-hmm. had a pretty serious, I serious assumed, clip. I assumed as I much. I feel like a CBD brand, you know, I mean, the amount <laughs> exactly, of attention yeah. I've been getting from. Mm-hmm. I just can't deal with these nerds. You know yeah. what I mean? I just really can't. But I just, I find this whole, because obviously we follow it. You know, I, I actually follow it weirdly closely. Follow what? The VC culture? No, not VC culture necessarily, but I think like CPG, like mm-hmm. like I think I follow like new brands, and and I, I unfortunately a lot of that now is just like stuff. Yes, yeah, you, you know what I mean. Same. And and, yeah. and I just don't understand. Like I, I, even clients of mine will be like, mm-hmm. "Oh, we we got this X amount of money." I'm like, "You got how for what? Like how the fuck did you get that?" It doesn't. I just don't fully understand how it works. And I guess the way it works is people are just taking educated guesses with money. And and if some pay off and some don't, is it that simple? I think it's a lot of that. I think it's also a lot of like 
for lack of a better term, group think of VCs just being like those, that other VC who gets a lot of press invested in this, um, you know, juicer. Well, that's like how the, that's how the music business works, right? Yeah. If, if a band gets hot, every label wants to sign it. Cause it's like, well, I saw that they want it. So yeah. I have to want it. So it's the same, it's the same kind of thing. For a really long time too, it was that they never felt like profitability was a, it didn't matter a goal. So it was just investing in like who can, uh, acquire a bunch of users for not a lot of money. And if you could do that, that was like worthwhile to invest in. But it, it's, it's trend driven. Yeah, no. And I, I love trends, as you know. I'm a big, I'm a big <laughs> uh-huh. trend guy. And I love customer acquisition costs. Absolutely. Who yeah, doesn't? Jason is more of a customer acquisition. It's me hard as a fucking rock. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of his kink. It's uh-huh. weird. I uh-huh. don't, I don't, I don't love it. I don't think his girlfriend loves it either. Um, <laughs> But I, I just, I don't know, I see, but I see this stuff because I follow this, uh, you know, there's like this newsletter called, I think it's called Things Testing. Oh, Thing Testing. Yeah, thing t- I like Thing Testing. I just look at all, they list new brands every every week yeah. and I'm like, this is fucking insane. There's a hundred new things with adapt. It's all shit you don't need. It's only <laughs> things that you don't need. Well, you need. also, so many of these people now don't, you don't actually need to know how to make anything because there are third parties who like who you can go to and be like i just want to make a pan and they'll be like cool what color we'll design mm-hmm. it for you like you do the branding we'll make the thing so it's so easy to get into the game now but that's the thing about it too that i think is interesting as as you know we're probably a little older than a lot of these targets mm-hmm. uh no no offense of course you look great thank you um but i think that the i think that the for for someone like me it's like well i can just i just want to buy the the real version of this yeah like like cookware i don't cook but if i'm going to buy anything i know I to buy the le- all clad i want the yeah or, say. I, yeah i know what to buy why would i buy a millennial version when i know there's the original one's been around for 50 years that's more chic and probably better i that's what i don't understand because it's not like it's that cheap it's not like this stuff is so so cheap that's not what the game is the game is only about how it's skinned and what colors they use 100 percent. i agree with you completely and i think it's really weird because part of what's happening now is everything is a dtc brand because there isn't really a wholesale market anymore because these the the multi-brand retailers all died and of a kind being one of them and so everybody has to fashion themselves as a dtc brand and they all feel like they have to follow the same formula that is which is exactly what you just described it's just like packaged in that way it's truly confounding when i look at that list and that i that that to me is like a great resource because i'm just like this is like i found this is not a joke i found hot sauce for coffee okay (laughs) and i literally made fun of it on twitter Uh within 20 minutes the founder has found me, and now we have it, and we're going to try it. Is it good? You haven't tried it yet. Jason, you didn't try it. I just got back from New York, so I haven't had a chance to try it. But it's 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 waiting, ready to be slurped up. But yeah, the, I mean, it's not something that I look forward to trying, but I will definitely try it, you know? <laughs> but the packaging, but it's one of those things when you go to the website and you look at the packaging, you're like, this is like, I guess it's good. It, I, I don't even know if it's good anymore. That stuff I'm not upset about. Like we're living in a golden age of snacks and condiments, and I I appreciate. That. I'm grateful for. Okay, it. okay. You can you have to disclose if you're a, if you're an investor and in fly by Jane. So <laughs> let's just you need to no. Disclose but that. honestly, if I were a VC, it, Erica asked me the other day. She was like, "If we could raise a fund, would you want to be an investor?" And I was like, I I thought really hard, and I was like, the thing is that I can't actually think of anything right now that I'd be excited to invest in, except for Omsom. Do you guys know Omsom? I've heard of it. No, it's um. Asian, they call them starters, which like wasn't a term I was familiar with, but it's like the sauces that you use to create Asian dishes. So they have like a larb one, they have a misoyaki one, they have. Um, Damn, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm a larb guy. This is piquing my interest. The larb is outstanding. It is my mm. favorite one. 
I make it all the time and they just do an amazing job with branding and marketing and the product's really good. And so they collaborate with chefs. So like the LARB is a collaboration with the chef at Fish Cheeks and they have, and they collaborate with Jeepney and um, mm-hmm. Besu and all of these Asian restaurants and they just do a really good job. It's like the one thing I've seen where I'd be like, I would invest in that. I believe in that. I think I like, I would want to support that, but I don't see a lot where I Claire, Claire, we, we have a snap chilled co- coffee called mud. So if you're interested in, you know, you know, I'm off caffeine. What? I'm oh, off caffeine. I'm out of the caffeine game. Game. It's not a fucking game. It's a lifestyle. Okay. <laughs> and that is how long has it, right. how long you're has right. it been since you're off the sauce? I, how did it happen? When I was pregnant, I had really bad, you want to get into this sexy, I had really bad acid reflux. And then, mm-hmm. so I transitioned to tea. And then my mom and I took like a mother daughter trip to Paris and the jet lag helped me like in quarantine wow interesting no it was like two years three years ago how two years ago <laughs> yeah it was two two or yeah. three years ago but it was a private plane exactly. don't worry about it jason it's a got private it, plane. Got it, got it, got it. so the time change at that point i was like i actually don't need the caffeine and tea is like fake caffeine anyways it was so weak i used to be like a huge caffeine addict and then so i was like i'm just gonna stop this and then my migraines like really dissipated so oh, i was really? like all right, I'm going to, because I do, because th- it's such a migraine trigger or a migraine solve. Like it can be both. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I think if I just get rid of it all together, it's better. And they have, I still get them, but I don't get them nearly as much as I used to. Nothing, nothing better to combat a hangover than drinking more alcohol, you know? Yep. That's right. <laughs> what a vicious cycle. I, I, unfortunately, coffee is all I have mm-hmm, um, left. Right. Uh, so it's, I, if I also tea to me, it, it's kind of like soup. It doesn't. It just doesn't do much. I it's agree like, with it's you hot, completely. It's hot water. It doesn't. I mean, even if it hasn't. Yeah. Like, I drank some tea. I was at this retreat at Sea Ranch a couple weeks ago, and it was very tea. The vibe was mm-hmm. very tea, guys. Yep. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. We're sitting cross-legged drinking tea, and it tastes good. Mm-hmm. But I would just rather have water. I, I think. I feel the same, which is why after transitioning to tea, I was like, let's just get rid of it all together, and that European jet lag will cure you right away. So you're what up do you drink? So what are you sipping on then? Just, it's just so lame. Coffee? I drink just, decaf. Just water? I fully drink decaf. Decaf? And I even, now I steam the oat milk because I miss like a fancy coffee drink so much. I know it's it's outrageous. Claire, you're 75 years old. This is crazy. <laughs> I know. It's totally absurd and ridiculous. But I, I, for a while, I just didn't do anything. And then I just really missed both the taste and the ritual of coffee. The ritual, much like heroin, is nice. I, I, I completely agree. I completely agree. But then I do, like, I found that there's this thing that is like universal for all decaf drinkers where you live in fear of getting accidentally poisoned by a barista who mixes yeah, it up and yeah. then having a full like full-blown panic attack and you have to ground the delta plane because you <laughs> accidentally <laughs> drink, like guzzled caffeine. you use the word yeah. poisoned does that <laughs> yeah. feel a little uh, extra strong or? it feels a little it feels <laughs> a, a little strongly brewed it's a dark roast for sure <laughs> Do, um, yeah it's, she she likes the starbucks she's she's a pike place chick you right. know what i mean it really it's a nice it's a nice uh-huh. dark I don't think that um, I I just think and that's the other, we've talked about this a lot on the show too that the boom of all these like non-alcoholic beverages oh yeah it seems to be only getting bigger and I don't know if that means people are actually drinking less or if people are just down to drink all this other stuff as well. It's a really good question, but I feel about non-alcoholic drinks the exact same way you feel about tea. It's like if I'm not going to be drinking, I just give me some seltzer water yeah 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 there's a couple of them that i really like and it's like i like the taste so it would be good mixed with 
something else, but did not like I'm so excited. Shout out to Gia. Yeah, shout out to Gia. <laughs> our friends at Gia. I actually I just got the year happy anniversary. It's been a year. I got a I got a fresh bottle. Oh my gosh, congratulations. Uh, the, the spritz is good. The spritz I really like actually. I have had the spritz. It was good. Has it, has it been a fucking year? Yeah, it's been it's been a it's been a year. But Jason said the same thing when we tried Gia. Like watching, he, your, watching your kids grow up. He was like, this is I could use this would be a great mixer yeah, for alcohol. That's how I feel about most of them. You know the other one that's good is Proto. Have you had that one? Mm-mm. It's more like a wine almost. So it's grape juice? Yeah, basically. But <laughs> yeah, it's not yeah. sweet. I don't like sweet things, which is the reason I don't like a lot of these like non-alcoholic Is it things. sparkling? Is it is it is it like a natural wine vibe? Yeah, I would say so. It's like a red wine, but not wine. It's not alcoholic. What the fuck? It's called Proto? Proto. Proto. There's another one called Non from the one of the Noma chefs and somebody else. There's now now what's happening is all like all these non-alcoholic wines. That's the next frontier. Not my frontier. You know who else does yeah. it? Is Acid League. You know Acid League? They make those vinegars. No. They do a non-alcoholic <sighs> wine too. Acid League? <laughs> Acid League, it's a good name, right? For like my gamer clan. <laughs> yeah, that that yeah. For a Marvel franchise. Yeah, it's really good. I really I like acids and I complain a lot when there's not enough acid in my food, so I like the name. What the fuck? What do you mean you like acids? What does that mean? Like there's never enough lemon or vinegar in things. You Chris know? is pretending you like he's not familiar about. with the salt fat acid heat philosophy. That's right. I'm sorry about my co host. You know I ride you know I ride with my girl. That you know I love Samine. <laughs> That's my shorty right there. I love Samin. Oh, you know, it's just like the hi hats on the drum kit, Chris. You gotta, you gotta have the dynamic range, or else that fat and salt is gonna be overpowering. That's right. Yeah, I try not to. I try not to eat much fat or salt. I guess when I'm really thinking about mm-hmm. it. But I mean, you know, Claire, it sounds like you're really sick in the kitchen. Am I, am I wrong? I wouldn't say that I'm. I just love snacks and food a lot. Like I love to eat, but I'm I'm okay in the kitchen. I'm not. I'm no them jeans. <laughs> What do you know about none of us are, thank God. What do you what do you know about the Quinn's gluten free peanut butter pretzel? Wow. I don't know about this is the people who make the popcorn? No, different Quinn. No, yeah, no. Quinn Quinn makes a, an assortment of different uh pretzel snacks. Pretzel. But they have one specifically that's a gluten free peanut butter filled pretzel that is curiously crunchy, almost to the point where it's <laughs> teeth shatteringly crunchy. It's it's yeah. a very Put your mouth divisive guard in. pretzel. You either love it or you hate it. But if you're all we've we've talked about it a lot on this show because it's I, I love them. I love peanut butter pretzels. I I'd be interested to try this. Absolutely great snack because I'm a pretty I'm a pretty I'm a big snack daddy myself. Okay. I'm better I'm better at finding them. Yeah, like I can go into a local market and just I can see it and I it's almost like like entering the gates of heaven for me. Yeah, and I just you know a lentil chip no problem. Oh, absolutely. A, a gluten free yeah. everything cracker you're getting my cart. Snack fluencer, snack fluencer vibes. The two snacks we talk about the most, chicas, mm-hmm. the, the greatest. Have you tried chicas? I ha- oh the, yes, Erica brought me a bag because she was like these are incredible. They are really They're good. Incredible. They are local, the local chips. to California. Yeah. Locally to California, I don't think you can get them in New York, or maybe you can. She had read about them and she ordered them online. Yeah, she had read about them. Yeah, she <laughs> listened to it on How Long Gone. That's definitely where she heard about it. Yeah, come on, Look, yeah. Chris. It doesn't matter how she found out about it, just as long as yeah. she's supporting female-owned small businesses, and that's why I love Chicas. Yeah, that's right. Chicas and Quins are probably the two that have affected this show the most. Okay. Um. Like I have a bag of chicas in the pantry at all times. I show up to Jason's with chicas. That's the yep. number one go to. Okay. But I, the the problem with that, or I guess not the problem, or what we love about it is like because it is a, a snack that's labeled as gluten free. Mm-hmm. Our brains are just like that's all I need to know, and it's healthy. to begin wolfing this down. Oh, absolutely. And we and we choose not to 
look at the glaringly obvious fact that a peanut butter pretzel, no matter what the flour is, just has more calories than a fucking pint of Haagen-Dazs. You know, and when we don't, we don't need to know that right now. You know, are you are either or both of you gluten free? No, 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 no. Yeah, no, no. I mean, everyone's I, I, intolerant I, to a certain extent, and you know, unless you're living in like Italy and milling your own flour. My favorite line of any podcast, with all due respect to you guys, is on the Poog <laughs> podcast. You know, Poog with uh, Jacqueline yeah. Novak and Kevin. Kath- <laughs> I, I think it was the very first episode. They talk about how they're tragically not. Uh, tragically don't have a gluten intolerance and it just really summed up uh i felt seen i felt seen by that um i don't have a gluten intolerance either but yeah a lot of a lot of people out there in the world think that that's the they got dealt a raw deal or a a tough hand you know Mm -hmm. becoming gluten-free would be the answer to all of your life's (laughs) problems you'd be able to get that six-pack yeah i'll try anything to be honest but I, i don't I don't eat. I mean, I don't really. I don't. I mean, I, I try to avoid dairy. You know, I, I don't mm. eat a lot. I, I'm pretty. I, I eat a little bit. I eat fish, but that's about as far as I, I try go. to avoid <laughs> dairy alternatives. So we're kind of the same vibe, yeah. same different mm-hmm. sides of the coin. You're not a big cheese guy, though. You're not Mr. Wisconsin. I'm not, I'm not Mr. Wisconsin, but I mean, who doesn't love cheese? Yeah. I was talking about to this about with Alex, like I like a cheese plate. Like I never, I was never into that. Oh, I that's love like cheese. A little, I just don't, I don't know. It never really appealed to me. A nice hard, I mean, I like a nice Parmesan, like a hard cheese, yeah. but I, I know like that, that the, I know I, I know I can't trust myself around it, so I won't have that stuff in the house, like ice cream. Like if it's there, it's, it's going to get, oh yeah, got. I can't have ice cream. But if you, yeah. if you get like a, a wheel of a, a soft French brie and some high dollar rosemary crackers from one of your <laughs> Gowanus local spots, like, you got to get the the Jans ones that are like rosemary with cranberries in them. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, Those yeah, are- I know. I know exactly oh, yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. But I don't want I don't want your little Thanksgiving flavored cracker. <laughs> but Chris, just so like good. our salt, fat, acid, heat, sometimes you need a little bit of that sourness. Sweetness. From the, from, yeah. And, yes, the sweet and the sour to combat the fattiness of the cheese. I love when you mansplain crackers. <laughs> I'm really I'm really loving that. Are you Claire? Aren't you from Northern California? No, um, I am from Wilmington, Delaware. Shout out DuPont. Um, Ukalakahaka. And I, I have family. What are you people talking about? <laughs> I grew up in Wilmington, Delaware. My mom's from LA, so we have a place out there. Uh, or my, they, my parents have a place out there, so I spend a lot of time in LA. In LA, for some reason, I thought yeah. you had a. I thought you had a NorCal because I just went to Marin. Marin for the first time, which was a really, it was a really Chris experience for me. <laughs> it was, a, it was a Chris or a crisp experience. I would say both. It was, it was both light jacket and it had enough wealthy white <laughs> women to appease his desires. Okay, got it, got it, it. I think it's, I think it's only wealthy white women. Actually, it is, um, it is for mm-hmm. sure by law. I do have family in Oakland, so I spend time out there, but not. I don't know it well. I don't. Where's your, where do your parents have a crib in L.A.? In Brentwood and um, Crestwood Hills. It's the house my mom grew up in like my grandparents built oh, it. Oh shit, really? Yeah. So my grandparents built it in like the fifties when it was, there was this like, a, they weren't part of it, but there was this attempt at like this utopian, I forget what it's called, like mutual something society. You can read about it. And all these jazz musicians started building these houses out in Crestwood Hills where there weren't any, it didn't like shocker. It didn't work out, but it was this like the sea ranch of Bel Air is kind of what <laughs> so, it feels like. That's right. Did your grand was your was somebody a jazz was your somebody no a jazz no musician? no no they were they came in sort of as the utopia I think was had sort of given up. <laughs> they um, got they got a good deal on the land <laughs> yeah. when they were unloading it when utopia that's didn't work right. out. As a matter of fact, I hate jazz. I just love a good deal. Why, why are you guys? Why are you guys still in New York? What's keeping you there? I love it here. 
I like every time I go to LA, I have that like Chris and I have that conversation of like, would we ever live here? But I just, I really love New York. I always have since I was a kid. My dad's from here. So I grew up coming here. So it always felt like a second home. And I just like, I don't know, just feels right. Look, I I love it. You know, Jason's was there for the last week. And every time we talked, I was like, damn, am I, I mean, I kept my apartment, but it's not the same. Yep. You know, I just don't feel as, as connected to the streets as I once did. And I, I miss it too, but I just can't, I need the, I need the fresh air. I need the lifestyle. LA is incredible. Like every time I go there, I'm like, what am I doing? And at the same time, I just like, I like living in a place where people have to live their lives in public. Like I feel really isolated in mm-hmm. some ways. Great point. You know, like I love, I love seeing hotties as well. Um, <laughs> and that's kind of why you I mean, like I, being forced to have to see life. Yeah, I do. And for people to have to like force to do things in public in a way where you're like, I don't know. I get lonely. Like I grew up in the suburbs. I found it so isolating and lonely. I mean, this morning I'm house sitting for my friend in Pasadena and I went on a run at 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. and there were so many people out. And I was like, damn, this is crazy. Yeah. Like I, I never experienced this in other parts of LA. Yeah. And people were like friendly and shit, I guess because they're all rich, but everybody was just nice, you know, and like <laughs> it was, it was, it was funny to see life that early here because you're right. It is, it always feels very isolated and, and just like Pasadena quiet. likes to run. Is that a thing here? Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. It's, they like to run, whereas New York runs on Duncan, Pasadena runs on running. <laughs> Are you still running, Claire? Not, I mean, not like I used to be. Now, also, I have a Peloton, so I switch in between the spinning and the running, um, which has been a nice new development as part of my fitness routine. But I, I'm very committed to it. I, I'll never stop doing it. Chris, my Chris, won't take the classes. He will get on the bike and do the scenic routes, and he refuses to do the spin class. And then he tells me the other days, he's like, I'm going to start doing more weight stuff. And I was like, oh, so you're going to do the classes? And he's like, no, 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 on my own. I was like, what are you doing? I don't well, understand Well, then, then you're not using, I mean, the weight that I also, what is most interesting to me, because I talked to, my trainer in New York is like friends with with some of the trainers. And he's like, bro, these guys are making bread. Oh, I, like, it's like, I'm obsessed with all of it. I want to read every article about it. I, I want, we're trying to get Alex, Alex Toussaint on the podcast oh, he's great. for a little He's while. one of my, I only have like three or four instructors that I'll take. I'll take him. It's funny though. It's funny. The whole cult around it is funny because I think that the other things that people like the tonal, like the the wall things, mm-hmm. um, the mirror and shit, yeah. like they're pretty good too. Like I've tried those. They're pretty good. I mean, it's not the same as having a trainer in my opinion because you can still just press pause or whatever. You know what I mean? It's not the same, but they're, all that stuff is getting really advanced. I mean, I still want to go to a gym because I like to leave the house mm-hmm. and like I like the culture. But if you don't, like you can buy one of those machines. I mean, they're really affordable at the end of the day no, compared to personal training. Oh, absolutely. You know, compared to personal training. With my running, like running is a meditative thing for me. It's like purely for mental health. And I don't, I won't really push myself outside of if I'm training for something. Like when I train for the marathon, I obviously really push myself. But did you do that with like Joe Holder and like that Nike crew? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I did it the same. Joe trained me for Shout it. And Joe at the Holder. same time, Shout out Shout to out Joe, Joe Holder. And then my favorite scientist. <laughs> mine mine too. Um and we also ran this insane relay race together out in Oregon. So it was like a summer of really pushing myself running. Wait, what kind of relay race? Hold on. It was insane. It's called Hood to Coast. It's for like total running culture dorks, like people who are really into running culture. And it was really fun. You stay up all night in a van and what you hood, cuz what hood? Mount Hood. <laughs> yeah, what hood? Mount Hood. Oh, Mount oh, hood. oh, yeah. Got it. Got it I got, got people it. there. Yeah, I got people there. So you run from the top of Mount Hood to the uh, coast of Oregon and you just like take. There's, I forget how many of us there were total, but I think each of us did two or three legs. You take turns. You take turns. 
and the van like follows you. You sleep in the van. You're up all night. It's like a very like camp experience. How hard is that? It wasn't hard because there's so much adrenaline. The race, like races are never for me the hard part. It's the training that's always hard. And then the race is like the celebration and you're running on adrenaline and it's like fun. For me, it's the bleeding nipples. Yeah, <laughs> I understand. Yeah, I did. I, I did have to. Yeah, early quarantine, I was l- really logging miles. I did have to invest. Shout out to the family Nip Ease. Oh, I don't know about Nip Ease. Nippies is unfortunately what I had to use because I was I finished a run once and I looked down at my shirt and I was like, oh my god, I look this is fucked up. It was bleeding. I look like Gigi Allen. Yeah, Gigi Allen. Yeah, full blood. So you're it eased your nips. It eased my nips, but they're nice. it works really great. They're like little stickers. Okay, they're like little stickers. Okay, but but I. I, and then, of course, you know, because everyone has a fucking opinion, like, oh, those suck. You should try this. I'm like, right. guys, I don't really, I'm not brand loyal to <laughs> nipple covers for running. I don't really give a shit. Until that SponCon money comes through. Well. Are you going to run a marathon, Chris? Have you run a marathon? No interest in, in any sort of competition. Okay. I have no, I don't, I don't know. I just, I like it and I, but I'm also like a six. Yeah, I mean, it's not. I don't think of it that way yourself. at all. With yourself, with yourself. Yeah. Oh, got it, got it. I'm. I don't know about you, Claire. I'm a Virgo Type A freak, mm-hmm. and like I, I don't. I'm not like super competitive nut job, but like I would be disappointed in myself if I didn't reach whatever preconceived goal I had set for myself. That's to fair. the point where it's probably not healthy, and like yeah. also I don't love what distance running does to the body. Agree with you on that. It was, I don't think I'll ever do it again. And I didn't really intend to, I entered the, the lottery and didn't think I'd get in because a friend wanted to do it together. And then once I got in, I was like, well, I guess I got to do this. Did you get super, did you get super thin? I did get super thin. Um, from, is there such a thing to, as too sinewy? <laughs> um, I don't know. Not for me, but Claire, go ahead. Well, <laughs> I mean, it, I don't know how much time we have to break down my body image issues, but, um, <laughs> That's that is actually what this podcast is about. Yeah. That's actually what we talk right. about. We st- <laughs> um, in more of a toxic way. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, Definitely I get it. Toxic. I get it. Um, no, I did lose weight. I mean, because you're just running so much. Like, I don't know how you keep up with the ca- calories. Like, you're just mm-hmm. burning so many calories. Quins. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but then I got pregnant right after, so it was you know I don't know. I guess my um my like last hurrah. That's actually pretty. That's actually pretty wild though to go from like your thinnest from running a marathon mm-hmm. to then g- pregnant. Yeah, pregnant. That's a pretty wild. It wasn't immediate, shift. but I guess I ran. I ran the marathon in November and then got pregnant in like eight March or April or something. And so yeah, I mean, it that's was pretty quick. It was pretty and, and quick. And if you're feeling underweight, nothing better than a pregnancy to get the LBs <laughs> back up, right? You get that's it. A, that's a great point. You get it. Yeah, Jason. Jason goes to a steakhouse. You know, you just get pregnant. It's all we, it's different strokes for different folks. Yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, one's, I get a, it. one's a lifelong commitment, you know, mm-hmm. and one's a twenty-four hour thing. But you know, whatever works. <laughs> I do think it's like um, one of those things where it fucks with your head a little bit, where you're like, why, why don't I look like that anymore? And it's like, because I'm not running twenty miles every Sunday, and that's okay. But it's not. <laughs> yeah, I just think it. It's it, yeah, it's not great for the body overall. It's definitely. I, I was think. injured. The thing, the like, my the reason I never wanted to do it, um, and this came true, was that I couldn't run for months afterwards because my knees were so fucked up. Um, which is the why months. I do like Peloton too, because I feel like I'm extending the lifetime of my running career by not running every single day. What kind of shoes? What kind of shoes we got? I was running with Nike for so long that I'm just now very like accustomed to Nike shoes. So I can't remember. It's like a that's right. It's their Zoom Pegasus. I think it's like a version. We're a Nike. Of the, we're a Nike fan. We're we're a Nike family yeah, here. I so like I'm glad Nike. To hear that. Pa- what about Peloton? <clears throat> you got the Peloton shoes, or did you go off brand? I got the Peloton shoes. Chris and I 
argued he wanted to not even do the shoes he he got me the peloton as a gift but was so resistant to everything about peloton culture and was like no we're just gonna do like this shoe you know there's a there's a reason chris and i are friends that's not some <laughs> shit i would do where i would buy a gift and then make fun of you for oh, using yeah. it that's kind of it's <laughs> oh, a yeah. gift for it's a gift for me as well that's you know right. what i mean you're gonna use this gift you fucking nerd yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah you dork why would you exactly. do this exactly i think that so you have to, but the shoes make a huge difference with cycling. Sh- like which I to said have. to him, I said to him, he wanted to get the little toe baskets, which we also got. Um, and then I Ugh. secretly bought the shoes for him without telling him because I was like, you're going to want these too. And we've quibbled about it quite a bit. He wants to not use them, but he uses them. It's fine. No, they work. They, they work. The shoes make a big difference. They make, and that this is the thing about the Peloton in general. They make it so you can go harder. And the thing about the Peloton is you will get a really hard workout and get pushed in a way I'll never push myself when I'm running around Prospect Park. So I like that. It's like a, yeah, yeah. To just yeah, like that's that's what I mean though. That's yeah. The rise of the rise of like the group class or like the personal the the, the personal trainer culture. Yeah. Like I think even if it's on a peloton, whatever people feel like you have to. I, I do. I feel an immense pressure to perform if someone is telling me to. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I I'm not the first person to say this. Peloton got it right. Like everything about like you didn't do it as you didn't get as many of the points as you got the last time you did a 30 minute workout. Like it's all just it's a mind fuck, but it's good. It works. It really does. Yeah, Jason doesn't work out, so he doesn't. It's a great so way to why. gamify your cum gutters. I do work out sometimes. <laughs> Jason Jason does work out. He does Turkish get ups in the yard. Yeah, um, I do Turkish get ups, and then I do a, a nice steam room cold shower. That's for the mental, yeah, and for the pores. <laughs> yeah, what's up? You guys got a you guys got an infrared out there in in Bedstuy yet? Absolutely or what's the next not. Move? I haven't. I haven't like actually tried head. the infrared yet. I want to at some Can, point. What? But I know. Kick that baby, let the baby <laughs> sleep in the Mercedes and put a and put a sauna That's in there. Right. Trust me, you're you improve your quality of life quick. You yeah, think and so? You'll probably get your subscribers up as well once you start. You think so? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Little, it's off brand of you not to infrared is what we're saying. I agree with you on that. It's amazing. Okay. It's amazing. It's all about the mental health benefits? Uh, well, it, it, it also just feels good. Okay. Like when you leave, you feel light and like, I just love to sweat. I will personally. say it's 100% the type of thing I'd go do it at higher dose or whoever does it. And then I would come home yeah. and start researching and start pitching Chris on like, so we're just going to get rid of the shower and we're just going to put the sauna in. Yeah, I guess it's a little different in New York where it's already Jason. Jason's... J- Jason's been looking into purchasing one for about a year, I okay. feel like. And I don't know. How close are we, Jason? Has there been any movement? Well, there's been moving in the wrong direction now that I have an Equinox membership again, and I can just go mm-hmm. use that every single day. Um, but it is a steam versus a, a infrared. And But the, the the thing that I love most about the infrared or a regular or any sauna is that it's the only time where you have this. It's like a true pod of solitude. You have no, no phone. phone. You have you, you. don't even have a book. I guess you could read in yep. the infrared, but it's just you and your mind. So it's like the only it's it's forced meditation. It's literally your surroundings holding you down and making you only exist inside of your mind. And that's how I feel about all exercise, which is another reason I get upset with how Chris uses the Peloton because since he doesn't use the instructors, he will just look at his phone on the bike, which is insane mm. to me. It's totally unhinged. Mm. That's like when I see somebody, oh, no offense if you do this, no, no, no offense if you do this, but when I see people jogging with a stroller oh, or a no, dog, do I'm like, you're not, you're not really running. I've like, done it you're once taking or your twice. Child for a walk. 
it's really hard. First of all, it's Chris, really hard. On. We borrowed a jogging stroller. It's really hard. It's just it's heavy. Yeah, it's heavy. It's a different thing. No, my my sister. And does I it. agree, Challenge it's not accepted. meditative. It's really hard when you put one of those Bane masks on and do sprints uphill. But that's the <laughs> point, guys. Hundred pound kettlebells are heavy, but that's why we like them. Jason walks his dog every day with and like smokes a cigarette and considers that to be his car. <laughs> but you wear bala so bangles, a- right? <laughs> Yeah, he does so, wear bala yeah. bangles. Good, good, good. I don't good consider that yeah. to be my cardio. I consider it to be an essential part of my overall mind, body, spirit cardio, Chris. I appreciate that. Because because your dog has to take a shit and you have no choice? Or, <laughs> There's a lot of that, yeah. Be, be, There's a lot. It, it takes okay, a lot of that, slices that, to make a pizza, Chris. Let's just look at it that way. <laughs> I, I don't... I, I just... The dog culture here is really starting to bother me. Really? Claire, it's re- Too many dogs. Yeah, Chris is anti-puppa. I, puppy. Anti doggo. I, I just it's it's just too much. They're every it's just everywhere. Everybody's Same in New York though. Dog. That's not an LA thing. That's a pandemic thing. It is. It is. There's so many. I saw so like when you at least when I'm walking around in LA, the dog goes and into the grass or on some dirt and it takes a shit and it's all good. But like just to be walking around Soho and seeing like TikTokers scooping shit up off the sidewalk in front of the <laughs> Rimova activation, you're like, this feels wrong. This, you, you, you got, you don't a, you need got a, dog, a dog, Claire? Right I don't have a dog and I don't want one, but, but, Smart. but my son Cam does really like dogs. So every time we hang out with someone who has a dog, we spend a couple days being like, maybe, but ultimately I don't think we'll ever get one at least he's gonna he'll grow out of it if you're good parents he'll yeah grow out i of think it. i i hope so the my what my mom did is she claimed to be allergic to all fur uh and that's smart. why we were to, smart and she still claims this so that's she another reason we can't have one coat, though, oddly, enough. <laughs> <laughs> oddly enough i had turtles is how i got around it what i had pet turtles and and Damn. she had a fur coat yeah <laughs> sweetie i'm allergic i'm so i'm allergic yeah. no no no. it's fine the coat's different sweetie. It's different. <laughs> it's it's totally expensive. different. so it, yeah. it's not the same thing so That's claire right. do you do That's a right. podcast too <laughs> I, do, I do do a podcast yeah so let's let's talk about your podcast mm-hmm. uh quickly just so i mean our guests had a wonderful <laughs> time hearing you chat with us for the last hour but what do you mm-hmm. guys cover on your show, you know, I know that you guys do a lot of ad reads like we do, but there's also <laughs> other stuff going on as well. <laughs> it's uh, 90% ad reads and about 10%. <laughs> the dream. I think, you know, it is not dissimilar from this podcast in that it is like mostly just uh, the success rests on the chemistry between myself and Erica, my co-host. And we talk about... Mm-hmm. I think anything that interests us, not dissimilar from you guys, you know, snacks. The simple art of bullshit. That's right. Snacks, design, fashion, fitness. What are we, what are we, they're, what are they're, we? Jason, they're, they're like a smarter, more successful, uh, version of us is what it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Sure. So if you, if we're, if we've been dubbed as a broadcast by the failing Vogue oh, magazine, what would yours be dubbed as? <laughs> Wow, I don't know if I have a line pals podcast. I don't know. You know, our listeners are always like it's like hanging out with friends. Mm-hmm. It's hanging out yeah. with friends. It's we that's, talk that's a lot about, say about us. That's how I feel about your podcast when I listen to it. I like to have a couple of podcasts in the rotation that are just like you're just hanging out. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really matter what you're talking about. Turn the brain off. Do your fans? Do your fans hate you? Because my the fans hate me. Do you have? Do they hate? They hate here's Claire I, or Erica. Here's what I want to <laughs> say. When I listen to your podcast, I get like slightly jealous and slightly resentful because our fans don't hate us and I don't want them to hate us. So I have to be 
Like Erica and I are really conscious of what we say. And then I'll email Erica afterwards and be like, hey, can you edit out that thing I said? Because I don't want people to interpret it the wrong way. And yet still we will get shit from people because that's life. But then I listen to your podcast and I'm like, if I said half the shit that they said. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, yeah, can you cut like, that part? And then Chris and I are like, I don't know. Hitler had some pretty good ideas. <laughs> exactly. We don't, a, we don't get a letter or anything. Look, he was a good leader. He was a good leader, you know? It's like, partially a gender thing. It's also partially just totally. who Erica and I are, where we're like the good students and we want to be liked. And mm-hmm. like, you know, and but I do listen to you guys and I'm just like, man, fuck that. Like, I somebody got mad at me for like, <laughs> getting upset about like a certain like a recipe with spices and stuff it's just like it's if you never know what the thing is going to be it's always something and it keeps me up at night when you when you realize that it's always going to happen no matter how hard you try then it's freeing to just release yourself of that and you know it it just makes it more difficult but that the problem is when you're doing a, a a podcast like yours and ours it seems so easy to mm-hmm. just because it's just people talking it's just like when you right. watch a shitty band play you're like i could do that or whatever it yeah. is yeah it's that same thing but it does take some skill on how to do that how to say all these controversial things in a way that like you know i wish you would challenge me on this you know like yeah just you know take it easy lighten up settle down we're all having a laugh here and we can and we're not disrespecting each other at the end of the day it's true. And people need to hear that now now more than ever. I, I agree with you. They really do. I, overall, I think our, fa- our, our listeners like us, but they do call us on shit. And a lot of the times they're right and they have good points. But there's other times where I'm just like, listen, this podcast isn't for everybody. And I never claimed it was. And I like, I don't know what to tell you, you know? Draw your line somewhere. I mean, I, I think we get, we also get grouped in with shows that are a lot more extreme than ours. I was going to say, like, next to Chapo Trap House, you guys look like fucking angels. Like, bring you home yeah, to mom. Exactly. I've actually yeah. never listened to yeah. that podcast. Do they say bad stuff? <laughs> you know, to be fair, I've never listened to it either. That was a serious question. I've never listened to it either. I'm a Red Scare girl, but I've never listened to Chapo Trap House. I have listened to Red Scare. I've never listened to Chapo Trap House. Mm. But I feel the same about Damn. Red Scare where I'm like, if I said this, but I get it. Like that's the brand, you know, and yeah. they don't yeah, care. Yeah, no, hundred percent. It's what you create. It's what you create. You build your own house. You know that's what I mean? Right. You got to live in it. It's like, all right, this is, but you guys are, but I mean, you guys are pretty, I don't know. You guys are good at it. Thank you. Which is why you have a follow. Well, mm-hmm. it's why you have a following, but yeah. I'm saying like, it's obviously working. You know what I mean? We've so been it's doing like, it for right. a really long time too. We started it in like, I think 2014 or maybe beginning of 2015. So it's also, we've been at it for a while. So we've, but but yeah, I think like people seem to enjoy it. Yeah, that's right. It seems, but it is similar though. You guys are real friends, and that's yeah. why it works. And that's that's the other thing that you realize is like that's what people do care about. The guests are fun, yeah. But the 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 chemistry of the host is what people actually care. Do you about. know what's been happening lately? Is that the listenership is lower on episodes where we have guests, which yeah is yeah 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 that's a real thing. Yeah, that often happens to us. The thing that I think you guys do a good job of is not interviewing the guests and just sort of inviting them into your conversations, which I think helps because then it doesn't feel like oh now they're shifting gears or something. Exactly. No. Nobody needs an interview because if you're li- if you're a fan, like if we have Matthew McConaughey on and mm-hmm. we interview about him and all of Matthew McConaughey's fans are going to listen and tune in, they already know all the stuff like right, you know, like where you grew up, blah blah blah. How'd you get become an actor? Like we just want to hear you talking. That's all it is. If yeah, people yeah, really want to know yeah. about Claire, where she went to school, and blah blah blah, you can Wikipedia that shit or Google it or whatever. 
I want to know how Claire shoots the shit. You know, famousbirthdays.com? Are you on it? Oh, yeah. I bet you guys are, too. I just discovered that I was on it my last birthday because somebody emailed me or like a friend texted and was like, I wasn't sure if it was today or tomorrow. But then I found out on famousbirthdays.com. And then this month, Courier Magazine did a whole profile on famousbirthdays.com which is oh yes i saw that yes yes. i yes, had I no that. idea it's like this like gen z hub and this insanely successful business and now i'm sort of fascinated and obsessed with it i didn't realize that. yes well, i did that's I, fucked saw up. That. I just I looked that. it up claire is on there chris and i are not on there it, sh- it shows the all fuck? of your info and you are listed as a blogger and mm-hmm. then you are ranked the 140 thousand three hundred eightieth most popular person on famous birthdays not bad not bad not bad at all not bad not bad at all claire thank you for joining us tell people where they can find you on the world wide web where they can listen to podcasts etc the podcast is called a thing or two you know you find it wherever you listen to podcasts um a thing or a thing or two hq.com is the website and i'm claire mazer on instagram and i don't really do other socials smart stay off twitter that's where they kill you right. okay uh thank you thank, thank you, you for joining us claire yeah and we will see you soon Rolling like a motherfucker highs, I cut like a hooker in church, I'm swearing like a bitch, lit like a wick, sharp as a tick, don't slip on the drip, 10k on the kicks, metro on my beat, grew up from the east, so play if you want, get shot in the teeth, I cop them time pieces of me and at least, I cop them in threes of me and a piece. I'm jumping the list for the car that you wish, deep dish room that I bought from the fish, my arm in the pot, I'm cooking the dish, I'm working my move, I'm twisting my wrist, I father the stack gave you all the way, but I didn't get nothing for Father's Day, but I was the one serving all the J's, I was the one cooking all the yay. I followed the stack at you all the way, but I didn't get nothing for Father's Day. But I was the one serving all the J's, I was the one cooking.